You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. 3CR is radical radio, and that means more than just alternative current affairs and political coverage. We're radical because we're an independent media outlet, owned and operated by the community. We're radical because we give communities the control of their own shows, with their own music, in their own languages. We're radical because we provide a media platform for communities to build their own power to create social change. Become a subscriber and support Radical Radio. Call us on 03 9419 8377 or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward subscribe. And now that heart is beating fast, and that's the rhythm I can dance to. I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to. That one big heart that's beating fast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drunk. Beat out old Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Yes, live. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Kelly Whitworth, the world's greatest producer, has dumped us today. <laughs> and in her place, we have the Talk Back With Attitude arts reporter oh and God. Music Matters half man, oh. Joe M. How are you, Joe? Uh, I'm okay, thanks very much, look, Joseph. Look, Joe M., <laughs> I, I, look, thank you for stepping into the breach. Without you, I would just be a voice in the wilderness. <laughs> now I'm a voice in the wilderness with a guest. Yes. Our guest He's smiling. I've got no idea why the, he's smiling. You, you, you did the, you did the uh, glacier breaker there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did I? Good. Yeah, That's great. He's yeah. got no idea why he's smiling. No, right. none at all. He's, he's a 3CR icon, but that's a different story. We'll get that in a minute. There's a lot of 3CR icons, David. Mm-hmm. It's all okay. right. And I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get this right. Yes. I remember David was telling me, because you know, you know me, I do no research. I'm too lazy to bother. He told me when he walked in, as our guest, he said to me, they used to call me David Anus. Unfortunately, this is incorrect. His name is David Alift. Alif. Alif. No, it. it, O-T. Alif. O-T, that's it. How do you spell Alif? Oh, dear. Let me see if I can. I, I'm getting old, you know. I can't remember. A-Y-L-I-F-F for Foxtrot, E for Echo on the end. All right, you're getting That's old. simple, isn't it? What year were you born? <laughs> 1954, last century. 
I'm older, a bit of respect, boy. Okay, okay. Sorry. all right, Sonny. Sorry, sir. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I had a friend who's now dead, <laughs> and he was about three months younger than me. And we used to get when he used to get pissed. We, we interviewed him on this program, Johnny Lawrence. He'd threaten to kill you if you called him boy. I was, <laughs> well, I was actually going to bring that up. Oh well, yeah, yes. <laughs> he was uh, a good man. I'm waving my finger at uh, that was he, fellow. Was he a little bit is. like Muhammad Ali? Wow. Well, well put it this way, Johnny Lawrence had a colourful no, history. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was one of the two people who gave the eulogy at his funeral. His brother was the first one. He said, on behalf of the family, we would like to apologise for all the harm and hurt John caused during his <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> now, I understand you go to a lot of funerals in your capacity, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So you're born in 54. Where were you born? I was born in Sydney. I was born in uh, the, the hospital I was born in is no longer there. It was Paddington's Women's Hospital. Yeah. Is that a bit like Queen Vic Vic here? It's you know the Women's Hospital, yes. which was funded by women raising a penny. That's how they did it over in Paddington. Yeah. They got rid of that yeah. too. It's all gone. Yeah. Oh. How about so you don't have a birth certificate then? <laughs> I have actually. Have you? Yeah. yeah. You've, I've got seen a birth certificate. You've seen Sorry? it. You've seen it. I have. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get the name Alif? What happened? Ah, uh, came from my father. Really? Yeah. And his. What's his story? Well, I don't know where he got it from either. It goes back. Actually, there is my brother is John Aliff, <laughs> and he and I wrote a book together. So there were two Aliffs on the same cover, right. and uh, it, that name goes back to the Doomsday Book. Uh huh. And uh, apparently, there was a John Aliff who was um, a physician to Henry the Eighth. Mm. Obviously, didn't do a very good job. No, he couldn't cure his syphilis, could he? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, getting back to you, so if you're in the Doomsday Book, you were the conquered ones. Yes, I'm yeah, sad. Yeah, so yeah, we've always been conquered. <laughs> <laughs> so how many how many years has the family been in uh, good old Aussie land? Uh, look, they came out in the 1830s, 40s. Really? Yeah. That's very unusual, yeah. you know. What? what Went, they went to Sydney, obviously, or yes, not yes. Van Diemen's Land. No, they came to Sydney. That is very... Although from my mother's side, yeah. um, they, they, my father's side were working-class people. My mother's side were, you know, we had the first, the second Chief Justice of New South Wales, Sir Alfred Stephen. And I understand now. And so on. I understand. Because so you understand something. I I'm understand. Now. <laughs> no, look, look, no, no, it fits into the pattern. Okay, yep. Because... Between 1788 yes. and about the late 1840s, when transportation was about, yes. the only people who came into Australia, there was no assisted migration, yes. were gentlemen of name and quality yes. who actually took up vast tracts of land from yes. the people they had destroyed. So your mother comes from that background. Well, the, the trouble with that one, though, yes. is that they were lawyers, and back in those days, lawyers didn't earn very much. In fact, um, Alfred Stephen was the first president of the Legislative, Legislative Assembly in New South Wales. Mm. And nobody was paid back then. No, that's right. So he, apparently he, he bought his own first home after they retired him in his yeah, 70s. Yeah, but, 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 but why did you come out here? Oh, they came out for jobs. For they jobs. came out, you know, they had yeah. positions. Positions, um, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. They, were, yeah. they were applying yeah. for Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you another useless piece of esoteric history. Yes. Uh, the first uh, worker that was elected to Parliament in Australia was Charles, what was his name? Charles Jardine Don in mm. 1956. He was, became yes. the member for Collingwood. 
entered the Legislative Assembly and his slogan was, because when you say they don't get paid, it's quite right. Yes. He used to, uh, he used to punch bluestone by day and squatters by night. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was his campaign <laughs> slogan. Brilliant, because he was working as a stonemason all day yeah, yeah, yeah. to earn a living and then he'd have to go to Parliament, you know, and deal with the squatters. Yeah. Well, my, my other... Alfred Stephen, because in my mother's family, mm-hmm. her parents were first cousins once removed. Ooh. So her mother, that sounds a bit strange about me, but her mother never changed her surname. Right. So um, my great-grandfather on one side is the younger brother of the guy that I mentioned before, and he mm. was actually a member for Collingwood. For Collingwood? Yeah, when? and he was... He, uh, I think it was 1870s, 80s oh, right. or something, yeah, George yeah. Milner Stephen. Yeah. And he, we, a few years ago, Brunswick Historical Society contacted us to, because they had grants from the government to put plaques on unmarked graves right. of significant people, mm-hmm. or supposedly significant. And poor old George was in an unmarked grave, wasn't he? A pauper's grave. And you bastard didn't even know about it, did we you? We didn't know anything about it. God, I can't believe. I it's can't believe how things. Isn't it shocking? Now, <laughs> now, you, uh, are your parents alive? I doubt it. Uh, no, no, no. So you can say what you like. I can say what I like. What yeah. were they like as parents? They were they were good parents. I think they um, they they struggled with their younger son because was well, that you me because <laughs> I. I joined a cult when I was 20. Oh, forget about 20. I'm interested before then. We can talk about that. They were good as parents. They were good as parents. They were great parents. They were lovely people. Yeah. And how many siblings did you have? Two. Two. Younger, older? I have a favourite brother and a favourite sister who are both older. And they're both with us. They're both with us. Right. We can't say anything bad about them, obviously. No. That's right. So you were born in Sydney, so did you go to primary school in Sydney? No, Dad was a bank manager. Ah, he moved around. So we moved around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I finished off at a private school, which no, I didn't you, want just, to go where, where to. Where did you start off? Where did I start? Oh, Blaney. Mm-hmm. Blaney was, he was, do you know Blaney? Ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah. Go, okay. Keep going. And then Corowa. Ooh. And then Singleton. Pedigree. Pedigree. Well, and he was then, a bank manager. He could afford the private fees. Yeah yeah, 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 And what, what did you learn? Oh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> I was not at all interested in school. Why, is, no why is that? Why is that? I don't know. Everything I had, my brain went too fast for school. I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that it was very yeah. brainy, but it yeah. just went too fast. So, did you, did you graduate from high school? I did. Mm. Honors, obviously. Um. No, only if I gave them to myself. I got. I, I think I passed with minimal pass. Uh, uh, and uh, you weren't in the, uh, what do they used to call it, the military reserve at school, you know, marched with the rifles up and down. I and went they, into the cadets. Cadets, that's what it is, yeah. Three months. Three months. And then I said to the guy who was in charge, no, I'm sick of this, I'm getting out. Right. And he said, you can't. I said, try and stop me. Right. right. <laughs> so this is where this, uh, what we call it, uh, Defiance authority syndrome began, was yeah, it? Got, you you left the cadets yes. at the height of the Vietnam War. Yeah, what well, type of traitor were you? I know. I yeah, know. Yeah. So, well, I could have been in the draft for the Vietnam War if I'd been a couple of years older. What, you were never in the draft? No. Didn't didn't pull your marble out? No. no. I, I, was in, I was in the draft. You were in, were you? Mm, Did you get bo- called up? No. 
<laughs> I wasn't in the draft. Oh, you weren't. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I thought you no, said no, no. I, 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 I did pull out marbles for my year. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. some people were in the draft and some weren't. You know yeah. what it was like in those period. So, what happened after high school? Did you go to university? No. I, what, 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 like, hang on. Private education. Your parents must have been devastated. <laughs> I guess I think I was definitely a disappointment. Right. Um, I, I, I started in journalism. I worked in country um, stations. What, as a little, little, little kid before you, before you turned 20? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I, I used to, my first job after yeah. school was yeah. at Radio 2GB in Sydney, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was an office boy. My job was to go out and get lunches and cigarettes and mm-hmm. things for mm-hmm. all kinds of different famous people. Oh, and any famous people you'd like to mention and spit on? Uh, it was, I think, was it Roger Bush? I'm trying to remember. Never heard of he him. was a clergyman. Was he? But he. Um, and he smoked. Oh, I smoked like a chimney. Oh, they all smoked in those days. He drove, he drove me home in his jag. And Excuse me. Oh, he, he drove a young man home in his jag. No, no. Uh, he, you no, weren't being groomed, no, were you, David? No, he, he, <laughs> he, he wasn't grooming me. I, there were other people who tried to groom me. But oh, right. no, not at that stage. <laughs> all right, that's fine. Because a young man in that during that period was yes. easy, easy picky, prey. Yeah. easy prey. People yeah. don't understand because in those days... It happened, but you didn't speak about you never it. Spoken about. So you could get away with it That's if you right. if you could get away with the most obnoxious, evil behaviour, and Absolutely. people did. And that's why what we see now, we see yeah. the human casualties, the, the 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 disasters. That's not a good beginning. <laughs> An office boy. Well, then I went to News Limited, and I worked for Rupert Murdoch. Mm-hmm. God forgive me. Um, and I, um, I was with him with uh, News Limited for not terribly long. And then I got a cadetship with Cumberland Newspapers, which was still mm-hmm. owned by him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got through my cadetship in, a, in under a year, which was yeah. meant to be three years, probably because there was a shortage of journos. And, right. and, mm. and then I, I ended up going up to Queensland. And what year was this? Oh, God, that was 72. Yeah, 72. You went to Queensland in 72. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. still 18. Yeah. I came back when so I was... So where'd you go to Queensland? Um, well, I, w- I went to Nunda, which oh, was... I know the, Nunda, yes, you yes. Know the, yeah. Nunda pasta. Okay, Nunda yeah. pasta. <laughs> Spaghetti. Big, that was... Is that, where, is that where it comes from? That's where it comes from, Nunda and Queensland. Where do you think it comes from, Joe? You're a bloody Sicilian. I thought it was another imported you're, piece of... You product. eat pasta, I eat pasta. You've got to know I where eat. your pasta comes from. <laughs> That's true. Before I, I we came grew here, up with none the past. Well, before I came here, I, I went to the Mediterranean wholesalers in in, in <laughs> Sydney Road, correct. and I couldn't imagine the, the, the range of pasta. Yeah, there was no bloody Nanda pasta there. No, because you get that in supermarkets. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there, there was actually I've been trying to think of the name of the place. There was a uh, a pasta restaurant that was in a house. Yes, I know the one. Do you know the one? In yes, in yes, and it had long tables. Yes, and you'd go there, and it'd be in a Big it's plate. Cheap. It's cheap. It was yeah. a big plate. It yeah. was. It was the inner city. Could have been. It was Mama something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It was Mama. You got that right. Yeah, it was. It was Mama. And we thought it was the ants' pants. Oh, I did too. Because in '72, I think I was third year medical student. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And we thought to go there was the height of hipness. Yes, absolutely. You know? yeah. Absolutely. Peasant food. Yeah. Shared with other peasants. Yeah. I don't think I ate pasta out in 1972. Yeah, I hadn't done that. I was what, 14? No. I don't think I ate pasta when I went out. Do you, do you think we really <laughs> care, Joe? That's right. <laughs> you probably got better at home. <laughs> Correct. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, no. This was this was the big thing. Yeah. This was the big thing. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. In um, yeah. So, who did you work for? In um, 
Uh, I worked for Cumberland, yep. Cumberland Newspapers, and I ended yep. up being in charge of um, two newspapers in the south mm. of Brisbane, two small papers, of course. Yep, yeah, well, Wollongabba uh, or further south? Uh, it was in... Um, oh, in Ireland. A long in time Arles. ago now. Ellis, in Ireland, Archerfield. No, it was uh, Sun... Yeronga. Sunny, cor- sunny Corner. Sunny Corner. Yeah. Sunny Bank, you mean? Must be Sunny Bank. But there's no such thing as Sunny Corner. There is. There a... are corners in Sunny Bank, I'm sure. <laughs> but it wasn't Sunny. It's Sunny Bank. Sunny Bank. Okay. Yeah, those sorry. those days. You know what Sunny Bank was famous for before it became what? a metropolis? Yeah. It was the hangout of the exclusive brethren. They had a lot of businesses oh, out there. During your period. Don't period. start me on that one. Well, well, we will in a minute. I'm getting to that. I am getting to that. All right. Here you are, young man. World at your feet. Yeah. Working for Murdoch, and then it all goes to shit. Absolutely. What happened? You weren't flirty fished, were you? No, it was. It was. A, it, no, I wasn't actually flirty fished. No, it right. was. A, but it was a god, god supposed thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, I started going to a, an Anglican church there. I've still got friends from there. One of them. Is oh, a, that's not a cult, the Anglican Church. Yeah, well, in some places. <laughs> in Queensland, maybe. Give, give it time, Joe. Give, give it, it time. time. I've got a, a lovely friend. She's about 75, I think. Yes. She had been a nun. Right. And she left the nunnery. Yep. And, but As she, you do. Yep. And, but she was involved in the protests against Bjorki Peterson's, yep. Um, yep. Um, you know, no protest laws and yep. all that sort yep. of thing yep. and yep. apartheid. She's a wonderful, wonderful lady. But anyway, and she's now a supporter of my charity supporting queer refugees in Africa. So that's that's You've got exciting. a big job there, mate. Oh, no, no, never ending. We'll, we'll talk about that never in a minute, ending. but that is a huge, huge yeah. job. Yeah. So, so why did you say you joined a cult at the age of 20? Well, look, I did have, you know, a, a born-again experience, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. and it was quite... Well, that's legitimate. Could you explain what a, to an, a stupid atheist like me what a born-again experience is? Because I'd like to have one. <laughs> well, um, it's, um, it's kind of... At the time, it's considered the next best thing to sex. But Ooh, um, but yeah. th- but that's mainly from ignorant people. Right. <laughs> uh, should, we should have a contact warning now. <laughs> uh, Joe, Kelly wouldn't have given a contact warning. <laughs> uh, you, we've always known you're prudish. <laughs> so just please, this is an adult show. There are kids going home from school. That's right. They're listening. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, they got to grow up. <laughs> Well, um, yeah. So look, I, I, you know, I had that an experience with some people well, from the Pentecostal church. Did, which, did, what? what no, could well, you explain? I mean, a lot of people talk about this. Yes. I'm not. I'm not making fun of it. No, no, I okay. think it's it, it's something that's serious, yep. and a lot of people experience yes. this. All of a sudden, yes. there's this moment in their life where everything yep. changes. Yes. So, can you give us an idea? Okay. Look, at the time, it was a very genuine thing. Okay, so I was a kind of a bit of a lost young fella. You know, I was um, probably doing well in my job and, you know, and I'd had a bit of a meteoric rise and so on. But I had all those deep questions, you know, like what am I here for and, you know, relationship issues and, and that sort of thing. Um, and I was, the, I was the last add-on in the family. You know, my father was mm. 43 when I was born. Yeah. Mm. So You're was, an accident, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bit of a sense of separation there. Mm. So anyway, this, this happened and I suddenly felt this is kind of like an, a hugely esoteric experience of, you know, God is there for you and you've got a special reason to be here and, you know, you're a special person and all that sort of thing. And, and it really is quite genuine. And in some cases people, you know, it, it changes their lives for the rest of their lives. What then happened was I, I sort of 
you know, sense that I that I had a calling to go back to Sydney, closer to where my family were. And there were kind of weird stuff happening, you know, like, for example, I put in my resignation, went back with no job, and all I did was write to Southern Cross magazine, which was part of the Sydney cult, <coughs> the Anglican church there. Um, it, it was less cultic then, but it's more so now. Mm. Um, and uh, I went in to see the, the, the editor, had an appointment to meet him, and he said, look... You know, uh, we didn't have a job here for you, but the guy who uh, I've just got a resignation this morning or yesterday, whatever it is, Ooh, you can, you can have be. the job. So it you have this be. sense of yes. wow, the lights are turning <laughs> on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, God from, actually is interested in me. Yeah. yeah. So then, um, you know, I, I from some some time after that, I came across a story in the in the Sydney Morning Herald, I think it was the Herald, uh, about a deliverance exorcism ministry that was going on at St. Michael's Surrey Hills. And I thought, well, there's a story in this, you know. So I went up there to get the story and, you know, most bizarre experience is this do- uh, a bottle blonde woman uh, dressed to the nines and with all this the makeup on in the world shouting, not, um, not uh, swearing at, but, you know, in the name of Jesus, this, that and the other. And you could hear this as I walked up to this beautiful old stone church. And anyway, cut a long story short, I, I sort of wrestled with it, but I, I had this sense of I was being called to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to. No, but you were called. Yeah. But I felt this sink. Mm-hmm. So I did join it. And, you know, there was a real sense of, you know, God's doing this, God's doing that and all the rest of it. And before a few years had passed, mm. we had separated from the Anglican church. because they didn't. Another schism. Yes, they didn't want us. Because oh, I can understand. They <laughs> yeah, didn't want I can you. understand it. I can understand. It, I yeah. mean, this is this is a legitimate religion which was set up by a man who yeah. wanted lots of wives and needed the Catholic Church's Absolutely. property, you know, to survive. <laughs> uh, you know, but that's a very legitimate beginning. Of course, it and is. then you people come up and you actually believe all this stuff about God. No wonder <laughs> they don't want you. God. So, cut a long story short, we start a new. Well, not new religion, but a new sect or whatever. Mm. It was called Zion Full Salvation Ministry. I like that. You like it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and the woman who was in charge sort of claimed to have the stigmata. Oh. Okay. Yes. I've no. looked at my hands constantly and I can't see my... You're waiting I'm, for them to come I'm through, I'm still waiting you? to come through, yeah. Look, these days I, I think it was psychosomatic and I don't think there was anything genuine in it. Right. There right. are still people today, though, who claim... That and but so, is, is this little sex still floundering around? When she died, mm. and she was God by then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. I said God, not gone. No, yeah, but <laughs> that's fair enough. I mean, if you're going to found your own sect, <laughs> you why might can't as well, well be. be God. You might as well be. Well, that was the so, end of the universe. So she didn't come back again. See, oh, which oh was very disappointing. This is actually happening in Sydney, for real. Yeah. You're not making this up. No, no, this is in the Hunter Valley. Look, there's stuff like this happening all the time now. You mentioned the exclusive brethren before. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I was then in charge with mm-hmm. another guy and ended up in charge on my own. You were look, in I, charge of this sect. Yeah. I, look, I could have been oh. God. That's what I say. Because, so, you know, but, I, but, I had but, a good act. What happened? Why aren't you God? Well, look, I've I always had, wanted to chat with God. I've got a lot of questions. I had a good act to follow, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But then, you know, I sort of looked at my my resume, my experience. No stigmata. No stigmata. I thought, I you, could have drawn. you could have drawn. You could have got a I marking pen. I could have done that. 
But yeah, so <laughs> look, I missed it by that much. much. So you're honest. <laughs> so when did you kind of drift out of all this? Well, look, we tried to create a, you know, um, a community right. out of this. Mm-hmm. We started businesses and so on. Mm-hmm. But f- really from, from day one, I started to try and encourage the people to do what we didn't do while she was alive, which was y- you weren't supposed to talk to neighbours, you know. Yeah, that's if, if they put brother. their bin out at a yeah. certain time, you yeah. avoided that time. That's right. Exclusive yeah. brethren, same yeah. thing. Yeah. You didn't eat with people who that's weren't right. part Exclusive of the brethren. All of that. Nothing all nothing that. original no. here. No. Tell me something original so, about your little sect. Oh, well, she had wings. Ah, oh, right. Did you ever see them? No. No. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> didn't, give us a break. Didn't you take her clothes off when she was God to show you her wings? Her wings, no. When she was preaching? No, she, well, I'm oh. glad she didn't, actually. I'm very glad <laughs> she didn't. But anyway, so... Um, I look, look, look. Let's let's cut this short. I'm beginning to. I think you're pulling my leg. Yeah. Look, it is absurd. It the is totally absurd, is. but it's real. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people go through this. Yeah. You know. My brother and I wrote a book about it. He yeah. wrote. What, the, what's the book called? My brother's eyes. Ah. It was a what, ti- what, what was he sucked into? No, it was a title he had because, like, he's ten years older than I am. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he still sees me as the kid brother. Oh, right, um, went off the rails. Yeah, and uh, he, like, he was completely estranged from us right. for quite a few years, mm. and my my parents were, and so on, and that's bloody awful because mm. you know they did the best for you. And but but <laughs> that's the whole point, isn't it, when you're in a sect? You actually isolate people totally absolutely. from, from all, their, all their anchors. Yeah, absolutely. And you cut that little yeah. line. So we've done an audio book as well, so that's on Spotify and a few different places. How do you spell it again? My Brother's Eyes. Just Eyes, E-Y-E-S. Yeah. E-Y-E-S. Yeah. And yeah. how did you feel collaborating with your brother on this? Actually, it was a really good thing. Mm. Um, it, it kind of helped us... Um, you know, cement our relationship, and mm. which had been, you know, t- damaged terribly right. over those years. So how many years um, were you in the sect for? Well, she was alive for 16 years. Wow. <clears throat> and then I was in charge of it for the next five. Five. So that's 21 years. Yeah. You, you, so that's a, that's a long a, time. That is a big commitment. That's 39. Yeah. So why did you leave? Look, I describe it as... You, you have questions and, and, you know, we all live our lives on two different levels. You know, you, you, things happen and you might be questioning things or something, but you're not going to voice it out to Joe over here because no, he no, knows no. you too well. You yeah. know? Um, and so that's what you do. Um, and I sort of got to the stage where I thought, you know, I've, I've discounted a whole lot of things in what we believed and so on, but I'm, I haven't been, had the courage to deal with the, the centre, the core you know, which was, was this woman who she claimed to be or not? Which now, looking back, I think is absurd, you mm, know. Mm. But the fear was so strong, you know. So I sort of went back and looked. At, we had these special documents because she had this uh, direct line to God. Right. She had a secretary who would sit there with a tape recorder. Mm. Only Moses had one of those, you know. Right. And, yes. and, um, so, and she'd have pray these long, extravagant prayers mm. and God would answer through the other woman. Mm. And there were all kinds of things. You know, so, so you would have a, a deep understanding of Jonestown, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So is, is, it, is it a psychological state that you... I think it is. Yeah. I think it is a very deep psychological state and it's also... It, it, it's that mix of, 
you can put it on the smallest level, which is abuse in a ha- household mm. between you know to a couple, right? And you know you, you've probably as a doctor come across this at different times when you you've got a woman who's been beaten up or something, sometimes a man, mm. you know, and you say, well, you know, what's happened? Oh, well, I fell down the stairs, mm. or I walked into a door or something. Yeah. Mm. It's everybody knows what's happened, all right. Mm. So then you say, um, well. Um, you know, well, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go home. That's right. I'll go back. And you go back because you have this mix of, you know, I, I love this person. The person needs me and all the rest of it. And, and that becomes on a much bigger scale. Mm. So most cults and, uh, you know, exclusive brethren, Jehovah's Witnesses, whoever, and, and cults like the group I was in, mm. um, most of the people can see the flaws in the leader. Mm. But there is a mixture of idolatry, not, not the wrong word, um, um, you know, wor- the, the worship, and at the other side of it is the, the questioning and stuff that you, you're trying to deal with, right. but you're afraid to deal with it because if this person really is who mm. we have said and she has said she is or he says, mm. then, you know, we're in deep shit if, That's you know, right. we mess yeah. up. So how did you survive during this period financially? Were you actually a paid part of the organisation? Yes, yes. Um, we, I wasn't paid very much at all. It was, In fact, it was less than the dole, mm-hmm. which kept you dependent on her. So when you'd have a bill that came in, you know, I'd go cap in hand right. to get the bill paid. And oh, well, that, that's, that's God's role. Yeah, and she was, she'd always, she'd graciously expect to be um, thanked enormously for mm. the, her generosity and love. Mm-hmm. Um so, and after she died, then, you know, I, I guess I was in charge. I could have done anything with the money that, and there was a fair bit of money there at the time. Cause people uh, could, had, you, could you give me the number of all, the back account? He's always looking gone. for extra cash. I'm it's looking for extra all gone. cash. <laughs> you know, I've been a, a volunteer here for 47 years. <laughs> I've sure. never been offered a bribe and uh, I, I need I need some cash. And I, I thought if you I had some. I have a dollar in here. I want a dollar, oh, dollar coin. <laughs> Look, I've got expensive tastes, mate. I'm looking for a CEO job. Ten, oh, okay. Ten million minimum. Ten plus, mil? plus share options per year. Okay. Well, you know, Qantas is going to be advertising at some point. Well, know, no, no. If they're still around. Well, they'll be around. Look, this is uh, four thirty. Around four thirty. This is Radical Australia. Now, I'll get this wrong. I'm chatting. We don't do interviews on Radical Australia with <laughs> David Aliff. A-lif. Oh, that's very good. Alif. Yeah. yeah, I learned quickly. That's worth a tenner. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I learned very quickly, and uh, we've just seen a man waste 20 years of his life. We know you love listening to 3CR, but we also know that many of you haven't downloaded the Community Radio Plus app yet. The app lets you tune in anywhere and share the station with your friends. So, show the love and share the love and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. Three CR is about community, and we welcome your participation at the station. Three CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills, or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at Three CR. To find out more, go to threecr.org.au and get in touch.
All right, what happened? Uh, when you left the church or the yes. sect, what did like, you do with the money, Joe? Excuse me. I'll talk to him privately about that later on, Jay. Do you mind? I'm not going to share it with you or the listeners, okay? Why yeah, would I share paisana it? To exactly, you, the paisana. Yeah. Just be careful. I'll start, a, <laughs> I'll start a bloody vendetta on you, mate, if you want the money. All right. Did they? Um, did the sect collapse when you left or were the leaders in waiting? No, no. Look, <clears throat> basically I... I started to tell you about the um, mm. the conversations with God. Yep. So the the woman who was answering God as God. Mm. So God's talking and God's answering. <laughs> yeah, she's um, talking to herself. That makes sense. <laughs> um, she she would then type up the manuscripts, mm. the manuscript of this mm. conversation. Mm. Now, if only you had the apps we've got available today, well, it'd be well, so much easier, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but this is not unusual. Most of the religious leader was John Smith or, oh, or the prophet yeah. or whoever. They, yep, Mormons. God, God yep. Mormons, God told yep. them and yes. they wrote it down. And prove it. Yeah, nothing new. I mean, I've, I have, I could give, I'll send it to you later. <laughs> I wrote a poem called My Sacred Toe. Good. Which is, you know, people need to worship it, but they yeah. so, so nobody's the, walked in to do it yet. So, so there was no sexual abuse in this cult. It was just no, financial abuse. Just, no, financial, just financial, financial abuse. That's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. No wonder you survived. Yeah. Well, um, uh, not to say that I wasn't suicidal quite of, quite often, which oh. I was. But mm. um, anyway, look, I went back and looked at these things, these manuscripts. Holy manuscripts, and God, God had said things like, at one point, we were going to buy this building in mm, Sydney, mm. in St Leonard's. Do you know St Leonard's? Yeah, I know St Leonard's. Yeah, right near the railway station. Very nice, very in nice real estate. Beautiful real estate on Lithgow Street, St mm. Leonard's. Mm. And the building at the time was about four hundred and fifty thousand bucks. God, steel, be worth steel. five mil now. Well, least. this is nineteen seventy-seven. It'd be left twenty mil. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. So, uh, you know, and, and we managed to find a deposit for it, which was like, you know, forty-five, fifty thousand. 50,000. Yep. Okay. And, uh, and then, of course, God was going to supply. And, mm. and that was said in these conversations. You know, how, dear God, how are we going to fund this? Where will we get the money? Oh, I have purposed this building for you mm. for mm. centuries, mm. for generations, you know. Since the Nile first flowed, all sorts of You know, I, I reckon you and your brother, this book's a waste of time. You should do an opera out of this. <laughs> this has got all the hallmarks of a brilliant opera or mu even a musical. I'll tell my brother. You that. tell your brother that. That's where the money is in musicals. <laughs> now, let's move on. You left the cult, all right? Yeah. Was it a slow separation or just you just walked out one day? No, no, I, I, I gathered everybody together because once oh. I'd looked at these documents yes. and realised there was so much bullshit in it, right? I, um, I gathered the whole group together. How, how, how big is the group? Oh, not, not huge, about 75 oh, people. That's something. enough, that's enough to make a buck, yeah. yeah. So everybody's there and mm. I'm telling them what I've discovered, right? Oh, I can't believe this. And I can't believe, still, that at that time, every single person, yes. it was the Empress New Clothes all over again and I was yes. the little kid. That's He's got right. nothing on. That's right. You know, mm -hmm. and they're all saying, He's right. Mm -hmm. The little boy's right. Mm -hmm. um, so we closed the whole thing. And that was we it. We closed it down. Yeah. And people then moved on. There were some who, not many, but there were f a few who sort of then started to feel, you know, the guilt. Oh, gee, she really was probably God and, you know. <laughs> That sort of thing. But the majority didn't. They just moved on. Yeah. Well, you did a very good thing. 
Congratulations. It was an it, it was amazing at the time. Yeah. I said to one of mm. my mates, who mm. I, Meg and I, my wife and I, still see occasionally, mm. but his wife, mm. um, you know, what if I'd said this to you, everybody, twelve months ago? And he said, I think we probably would have lynched you. Yeah, yeah. look, you know? momentum is everything, as yeah. we've seen with the yeah. voice referendum. It Absolutely. is everything. You lose momentum. Yeah, you lose. You lose the uh, ability to change things. Yeah, absolutely. Here you are, thirty-nine. The cult's gone. It's you're exhausting, not, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> you're not even getting. You're not even getting the dull. Yeah. So, what do you do? Well, uh, because I'd been personally very involved in the Highlands at the time, I was in a Highlands, uh, in Southern Highlands of New South Wales. Oh, right, so we'd moved right. to the. There are a lot Highlands. of Highlands. There's Scottish Highlands. There's yeah, Papua yeah. New Guinea Highlands. Yeah. West Papua Highlands. That's right. So the Southern Highlands. Southern okay, Highlands. Yeah, yeah, make it clear. New South Wales. Sorry about right. that. Yeah. We lived in the little town of Robertson. The film Babe was made next door. Was it to oh, where we were? Yeah. Um, and uh, look, so so I had uh, been in the tourist association of uh, villages of the Highlands and a few other things. So I got all these good references from local people, and uh, ended up applying for a role that seemed to be f- another, you know, God-given thing, nice. which was to head this organisation. What organisation? It's called International Needs. International Needs. Needs. It's like a minuscule World Vision or something like that. Quite small. Lots of children being sponsored in different parts of the world. Uh, hang on. Let's let's get back. What's the history of international needs? Are you still involved with it? No, no. no. Well, I'm, I'm hope. Yeah, no, I'm not at the moment. No, I'm. I'm I have been talking to some of the people there. Um, they sort of sort me out, which is kind of nice. But this was but, this was what thirty years ago. Yeah, no, I left them in two thousand and five. So you're there for a long time. Yeah. So, so, what was your role in international needs? What did you do? I, I was a CEO, so I used to oh, travel. Did you get that ten million dollar salary I'm after? <laughs> I think I was paid at the same level as a Baptist minister and oh, it didn't Christ. increase in eight years. So, you so know. about 25 grand a year if yeah, you're lucky, yeah. plus board. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so, so I used to travel around and, mm-hmm. and, and talk all over the place and um, bring in people from different countries. It was very good for me because I sort of it, – it was very grounding. You know, you suddenly – you think you've been through hell and back. And then you start to see things like we were one one of the projects we were working on was um, slavery in Ghana, religious slavery, um, and that was that was amazing. And then you go to the Philippines and and you, you have people living in slums, as you know if you've ever been there. Um, and of course the the old thing of travelling in from the airport back then I don't know what it's like now, mm. where where the, the 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 government put up these these wonderful huge arches that diverted your attention from my slum That's as right. you drove past. Yeah. Do you know that one? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. when I first went to Mumbai in nineteen, I think eighty one, eighty two. Yeah. The slums went right up to the um, airport fence, yes. and that's the first yeah. thing that you come across. Yeah. yeah. So what what got you into this field? Well, again, it was one of those amazing things, to be really honest, you know, and mm. I, don't, I don't quite understand it. I mean, uh, <clears throat> my, uh, my daughter had a boyfriend at the time and a she... Daughter, hang on, hang on. I've got four kids. When did all this happen? Oh, you skipped a few Is this when you were of the church? Yeah, You got distracted by the money, Joe. I assume it was one of the congregation... Yeah, absolutely. And you had four kids. Yeah, four kids. Thank God you left, poor bastards. <laughs> I mean, uh, to think that they could have been, you know, the next rung on the dynasty of the, oh, you know. Yes, I they know. could have. You've done it. How I old were you, How old were they when you left? Uh, I think um, what was it, nineteen ninety-seven. Well, the youngest one was born that year, oh, right. so um, so he was pretty safe. 
Yeah. The oldest one was about 17, I think. My God, so he would, be, he would have been schooled in that... Uh, she, she, she was. She, 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 he and she... The, the were schooled were in the... Uh, yeah, but I think, you know, I mean, it was, it's, look, it's an amazing story. We, after she died, we, we ended up buying horses and things like that. And the kids, their memories yeah. are of riding horses and competing in the Sydney Royal Show and oh, all this sort I of thing. I love this. Good, yeah, all right. You know? You've rehabilitated yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's true, but we'll accept it. All right. So these poor kids, these yeah. poor four kids, are you poor... You still got the same wife or...? Same wife, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all they all were part of this yeah. fantasy world. Yeah. You I don't think any of them have got any like me, any faith anymore. Which you, is you've got you've got faith. No, no, I don't really. No. I don't. You believe in God? I, I I I don't have evidence to prove that he's not there or she's not there. Mm. But I also don't have evidence to prove mm. he or she or they well, are there. Well, I'm a very evil man. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're not. <laughs> Can't believe that. Well, Joe knows I'm an evil man, Joe M. But I've been a, a medical practitioner for 47 years. And, yeah. and sometimes I've seen the same patients for 40 years. Yeah. And I have a little bet with them when they're dying. Yeah. Well, before they're dying, obviously. <laughs> the fact, if they die, could they give me a sign? Yeah, yeah. And I'm it's still, never happened. N- I'm still waiting. And I can assure you a lot of people have died. <laughs> since I've been a doctor, and I'm still waiting. Yeah, I know. I think they're playing a trick on me. Yeah. I think your friend, she, she's playing a trick on oh, me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, it's great that they weren't too damaged by that experience. So the kids can be exceptionally resilient. Oh, absolutely. Now, you yeah. said at one stage you were fighting depression. Yes. I have for probably most of my life, to be honest. Do you think before you joined yes. the cult? Yeah, yeah. Before, the, before I joined the cult. Do you think it's a, uh, it's it's more of an endogenous than a reactive thing? Your, your depression, or do you think? It's well, I think uh, there's a number of people, particularly in my mother's family, mm. who were they used to say melancholic. Yep, yep, yep. You know, yep. Um, and so I think it's I've sort of inherited it in that. In inherited, that way. right? Yeah. And, and how do you deal with it? Oh, I take a, a tablet a day, right, and, right, and then I I work with people with disabilities, right, and. Love them all, and they love me, and mm. you know I clown around like an idiot, mm. and they love that. You, you, so. you, now I shouldn't ask you this, but I will. You, you've never reached the stage where you felt that you're better off dead than alive. Oh yes, I did, mm. particularly um, in the cult years. There were mm. some, there were some really, really dark times. Mm. Can we, we give a little bit of a trigger warning, Joe? I know this is an adult program, but it's. Uh, you give your trigger warning. Tell, well. them to, tell them to tell them to <laughs> Sorry about call that. Lifeline. All right. <laughs> well, you know yeah. this private organisation. Yeah. Well, this no, sucks. I mean that's. I gave you the option of which. What? what no, the no, no. Are. I agree. I agree, Jay. Look, look, look. If you're yeah. listening to this program, and uh, you know it's bringing bad memories for you or it's causing issues there Mm. is always lifeline there's always other organizations or you can just turn off the radio we don't mind just turn it off correct turn off the radio but talk to someone about it yeah yeah absolutely joe m is happy to take calls after the program (laughs) all right thank you joe for that uh very no seriously there was a hint earlier on that's why i left it yeah 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 yeah. he's so protective of 3cr he's that type of person no hey i'm protective (laughs) about the listener and Uh, and uh, look i spoke to the guests before we came in i said is there any area i shouldn't go into and david said no 
Maybe you should have said yes. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry about not going no, into No, because it. the thing about Radical Australia, obviously you're not the regular producer, is that we want to break new ground. Yeah. We want to see what real people mm. are like. And obviously it's not a program for everybody, especially if it's a podcast, yeah. which it will be. Yeah. Now, David, yeah. after 2005... You left the organisation you were yes. with? Yes. Why, why was that? I think the time had come, really. I mean, mm. it was a Christian organisation and mm. I probably... There were a number of reasons, but one of them was that, um, you know, I think... I, I wanted to write the book with yep. my brother. Yep, um, And I just thought, you know, I, I, I don't need to be in a Christian organisation mm. anymore. And, and by that time, the kids would have been... Oh, so they fancy were, they, three, they'd go on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and did your wife um, encourage you? Yeah, no, she was, she was great. Yeah, mm. she's a nurse mm-hmm. and she was working in aged care. Right. Um, and continued working in aged care to just a few years ago. Right. Um, and she's now doing some disability work um, as well. But, yeah, no, that, I, it, I went on from there to Red Cross, Guide Dogs, and <clears throat> that was, you know, quite an interesting time. Um, well, what did you do with guide dogs? Were you organisational? Bequests. Bequests. Yeah. So you're looking for people to die to leave your money, basically. That's what it is. We have, just in case, Joe's laughing. He's very sensitive. You this probably is. have bequests. Well, here. we have a bequest at 3. I'm telling you now, we have a bequest section here at 3CR. Yes. If you want to beque- if you want to leave your money to 3CR when you're dead, sort it out with your family first, because we're sick of the, all the illegal complications. Yeah. But... Ring up 3CR, ask for the bequest secretary, and we even have paperwork you can fill in because we're nearly 50 years old and we need your money. Yeah. It's a a great way of people being able to give without too much pain as long as they've (laughs) sorted it out with the family. Well, that's the whole point. We get bequests here at 3CR and a number of times over the last, you know, almost five decades I've heard people on the staff saying, oh, God... They left us all the money, but they've got relatives, they, you know, children they should really look after and we've had to negotiate. Yeah. And it's just, so sort it out with your family first, yes. all right? Yeah. Even 10% of your estate's enough for you for three CR. Yeah. Yeah. So, bequests. Yes. And so how did you go about this? Well, you know, they you'd, you'd, you would ring people and just have right, a I'm chat. Right, I'm cold, cold. Cold? No, no. Cold calling? No, no. People who were already supporters. <laughs> oh, right. You know, and... Um, I and mean, it, you weren't ambulance chasers, were you? <laughs> there was a funny one. There was a funny <laughs> one. If you want a good giggle... Oh, I do want a good giggle. I think the world of Red Cross. Yeah, I, I, I think great the world of Red Cross. Yeah. And I think one of the greatest untold or rarely told stories is the story of the founder. And that is a most extraordinary Tell us story. the story. Well, his name is Henri Dunant, and he's travelling from... To, across to, to meet Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, and he, he goes across this war zone, war zone where there's a terrible war battle being fought. I think it was between the Italians and the Austrians. Mm. And there's, there's people lying, dying, men dying mm. on, the, on the battlefield simply for no water, no one there to tend them, no one there to help them. So he volunteers to help with a... Um, um, some say he set it up, others say he volunteered to help at a, 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 a you know, field hospital. Um, but it was a field hospital with a difference. It, it, for the first time, you treated the enemy the same as you treated 
your own people, you know, which was amazing. And then he wrote a book called The Battle of Solferino, mm-hmm. which was a vision that, and out of that came the Geneva Convention, Red Cross, and, you know, well, Red think, Crescent, all these things. Yeah, I think that highlights two things that we're really interested in Radical Australia, and I think FreeCR as an organisation is things don't have to be the way they are. No, no. And individuals can make a difference. Of course, They can Absolutely. start the ball rolling. And yep. we forget that. We think it's impossible to have change. Yeah. But it isn't. That's, that's a it's brilliant not. story. Yeah. And if you look at what's happening in Gaza and the role of the Red oh. Cross in there currently, you know, yeah. you can see, and, and the Islamic Crescent, how, how important, I mean, the Red Crescent and the Red Cross, how important these organisations yeah. are. So how long did you uh, badger old people for their money at Red Cross for? Ah, uh, look, I was there for a, a few years, then went to, to the guide dogs for a little while, then I went across to... Hang on, hang on. Why'd you have the guide dogs? Same thing, bequests. Because you became a bequest expert. It's a career when, option. When, uh, when a dog is dying, yeah. you know, that's the perfect time to yeah. get the dog to give you its money. It, really? Yeah. You should know that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't speak doggy. Are you a doggy speaker? It's very simple. It's, it's very woof, simple. Yeah. Woof, woof. And, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, it's a very competitive field, this bequesting business. Absolutely. All right. Okay. All right. But then I had this in- another incredible thing. I was, my, my life has had all these incredible steps, I suppose. Well, God must exist then. Must, must I don't know. Um, and what happened was I, was I was, at the time, my wife and I were going to a church. Right. And there was a men's weekend thing happening. Mm-hmm. I got this call from a guy as I'm driving home from, mm. my, from work. And the guy says, can you, um, can you come and help us um, on the weekend at this camp, so-and-so, who had a disability? Desperately wants to come, mm-hmm. but he needs somebody to be his carer. Right. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll yep. look out for him. That's no mm. trouble. I've already mm. paid my money. Mm. And the guy said, no, no, you've got to register with the organisation and be right. a carer right. and get paid for the weekend. And mm. I, it was strange. It kind of went against the grain. Right, yeah. But I did it, and then they offered me other work, and I thought, oh, I really love this. So I started doing it. And this, up- so you've been, been a carer ever since? Yeah, since two thousand and. 11, 12, something right. like that. Obviously, you've seen big changes with the introduction of NDIS. And Absolutely. TAC, WorkCover, all these yeah. organisations. Because yeah. uh, you can actually make a decent living as a carer. You can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Um, and, and look, mm. if, I don't know why more people don't do it, particularly if you've got, you've got to have the right temperament. Yeah. But uh, if you have, it's, it's mm. a great way of going home at night feeling you've done something good That's for right. somebody else. Yeah, you're not selling... Th- yeah. Things to people. No. So, do you, do you have a, a specialty? Physical, intellectual. It's mainly people with intellectual disabilities. Right. Um, we've yeah. We've this weekend we're taking a whole group of them to the city to see Mamma Mia. Right. And one warning is that if you're dealing with people with intellectual disabilities, and you're not an ABBA fan, you have to become one because mm-hmm. they love the music. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so positive. It's. Yeah. Poppy, mm. you know they all love singing. So it you're well. you're bringing earplugs to the concert, eh? The Mamma Mia musical. I can sort of turn off to stuff a bit, you know. Yeah. I've got yeah. like um, mm. I'll do a Zoom tonight with a group of them, and uh, you do Zoom. I do Zooms. God, look, it started. I've done one Zoom in my life, and I said never again. Look, I started it during COVID. That's yeah. when I started my business. What business? Best people care. Ah, That's so you disability actually, business. So you got a disability. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a registered agency. Yeah. yeah. So we have, you know, can have up to 12 people on the Zoom. Right. And we ask them about their day and they all 
then choose a song that they want to play mm. and mostly it's the same songs with a few of them and mm. one in particular I love him dearly he just uh, he loves dancing queen oh, fair enough <laughs> and, and always look david i think you've been interviewed by the wrong person <laughs> you should be on music matters yeah i was, oh, waiting, I was waiting for that segue david yeah. <laughs> yeah. you start talking music is music is therapy it yeah. switches off he switches off yeah. music, music matters is the program for you oh. i mean i always i always thought that Cromwell and the Taliban were right. Music is the devil's instrument, all right? Oh, excuse me. That, I've got to go now. Is that all right? Just, oh, my bus is ready. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's the Joe. Bus, the Joe's bus. the music man here, you know. Good on you, Joe. He's half, he's half a man because he shares the show with half a woman. Oh. So, you know. Anyway, carry on. You've got, you got, we got about five minutes to go. No, we haven't. We've got another nine minutes, so just <laughs> shut up. Oh, goodness gracious. Now, have I seen you around 3CR? No, no, no. Right. Well, you, you should have... be around three CR. You reckon? <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you could make a great contribution. How old are you? Well, you're nearly. Are you talking bequests now? <laughs> no, no, not bequests. No, 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 no. You've got energy. That's what oh, I okay. like. You've got energy and you've got honesty. Look, uh, radio was one of my first loves. So what uh, happened? But, well, what happened? Well, my God. God got in the road. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to become the John Laws of Sydney, and you let uh, him win. Uh, well, no, he did win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, but um, yeah. no, no, seriously, um, you live in Melbourne. Yeah, but I live away. How far? Wurriyalik. Yeah, but you can. Do you go far, that in. far for your holidays? No. <laughs> <laughs> come on, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> what do you want to live out there for? No, seriously, I love the country. You could make a great contribution to this radio station because we're always looking for. I'm not going to use the word intelligent. We don't have intelligent people here. You've got people like me but, and music nuts like Joe. But it's the variety of volunteers. Yeah. Most of the people apart from you know, yes. a handful of paid staff are volunteers. And it's that variety which gives the station that yeah. edge, you know, because I'm sure nobody yeah. else would ask you these questions I've been asking. No, 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 absolutely. No. Look, I, I mean, I'd love to do radio. I've always oh. thought of doing that. Oh. But... Um, but these days, you know, during COVID, I started the, the, the disability business. Yeah. But I also started this other charity. Yes. Tell us about this other charity. This yeah. So I, I had an appeal on Facebook from this guy saying, look, I haven't eaten for five days. Oh, God, you can't believe anything you read on And that's read exactly, on Facebook. that was my reaction. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah typical. So and then I, I noticed that he had another friend of mine there and I thought, oh, damn it, I'll ask this friend. Right. And it turned out that my friend has been supporting people like him for years. Right. And the guy, that guy is now in America, in Denver. The one um, who had eaten for five days. That I was helped, that, that, yeah. that first asked me for help. Right. Um, and from there I started, you know, putting a bit, bit in and so on. And then I said, because of my charity background, I said, look, we should start our own charity to, to mm. do this. And how, how difficult is it to start a registered charity in this country? Uh, starting it is very easy. Right. Um, getting, getting DGR tax status is very difficult and mm -hmm. costly. Um, we, we're talking to an, a couple of agencies about that, so right. that, that we're hoping that that will be sorted. Mm. Um, the hardest thing is getting people to put their hands in their pocket and support oh, God, you. We know that. You find that here too. We I, know I, that. I know, I know. Put in your hand, especially yeah. at the minute, put in your hand in their pocket. You know the old story. Most Australians have got... Short arms and long pockets. We have, look, we have, 
I've learnt a lot in the last few years, and for a, an old father and grandfather and so on. And you're a grandfather now? Yeah. When did that happen? Six, well, I had nothing to do with it. Uh, well, you kind of <laughs> did. DNA-wise, you had something to do so, with it. Yeah, yeah. I, look, this is we could have kiddies listening. Yes, yes. I, I don't yes. want to go down that path. I don't want to go path. down that no, 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 no. All right. Okay. So... So and I do, I do this podcast called No Sex Please. I'm religious now. That shouldn't need a warning, should it, Joe? No. Well, <laughs> Joe, everything with Joe, everything needs a warning. It's a statement. It's a statement. No, with Joe, everything needs a warning. He's yeah. that type of bloke, you know. He's always worried, worried, worried. I don't, well, I don't give a damn. He carries responsibility. No, yeah, he's got no responsibility <laughs> whatsoever. He just does a music show. Don't you call that responsibility? You, you must love working with him. He doesn't work with him. I don't work with him. <laughs> he's doing this as a favour for Kelly. And when he drew the short straw this afternoon, he just said, not Joe. <laughs> and well, I understand. Yeah, oh, I understand. Yeah. He, he, carry on, Look, carry Look, on. Joe's a very talented, wonderful Human being, it's the type. Oh, of, I can tell that. Since yeah, I but it's the type of person that makes me f- feel like shit because he shows me up constantly for what I am. Well, so. That's an on-air ad- admission. I can't. Have that. It's terrible. Isn't it? I haven't heard that before. In now, what's years. this? What's this about? You're talking about this charity doing work for gay people in yes. Africa. Tell us about that. We've got about two minutes. Okay. Well, so so you're looking at Uganda, for example, which mm. has a law that says that if you mm. rent your house to a gay person, you can go to jail for 15 years. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, it actually gives license to people to abuse gay people, queer people, trans people. Um, there are so many stories of fathers who, I mean, one of my friends who's now in America, he, when he was discovered, he's, he says he's bisexual. I interviewed him on my podcast. He, um, he said when he was discovered with a boy at school, because they're boarding schools, yep. um, the principal calls dad. Dad, who was a leading policeman, comes to the school and says to the principal, I wish I had brought my machete. Mm. Mm. When he goes home, the boy comes home and then sees his dad come home with a shiny new machete mm. and he flees. And uh, he, he goes to another village after a while. He's working there and up, he, he gets another friend mm. and police come into the house and shoot his friend dead mm. while he's gone out yep. to get, you know, drinks. Yep. And there are so many stories like this. The only way these people can survive is by people helping groups like ours. From from outside the country. How do people access the podcast? Um, (laughs) The the website's probably the best start. What's the website? So it's nosexplease.com.au. How did you register that? Very simply. <laughs> Nobody else had thought about it. No one had thought about it. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I mean, you surely think. I mean, what, what you think, you, n- you need a byline, and that's the type of thing to get every pervert in the world to come to your site. <laughs> well, well, actually, maybe it turns them off. <laughs> right. No sex, please. Well, I'm not going there. <laughs> all right. Well, David, Alif, thank you. Thank you for coming to the studio. Joe M, thank you for putting up with our insults. <laughs> And three half of the course. <laughs> and three thank you very much for uh, uh, allowing your program like Radical Australia to continue on the air. Now this program is podcast. You yes. will be able to access the podcast. Kelly will do all the good work because Joe, like me, is just a show pony. <laughs> Kelly does all the work. All the best. <laughs>
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.